We're talking today with Fox Rothschild partner Matt Lee about what to do if government investigators show up at the front door. Matt has a wealth of experience on both sides of investigations. He started his career as a trial attorney with the U.S. Department of Justice and now represents companies that are on the receiving end. You could say he knows them inside and out. Episode 1 ended with a discussion of how investigatory status affects how much information a company should voluntarily disclose. In Episode 2, we look at how to respond when investigators compel disclosure. So the investigation is on and an agent arrives at your business. What should you do? Well, let me just stop a minute to say this first, and I can't emphasize it enough. Do not wait until you're involved in an investigation to come up with a policy for responding. It's critical to have policies in place before that happen, and these policies should be written. Maybe you'll never need them, but that's a good thing. You should start with a general corporate policy of always trying to cooperate with criminal investigations. That's a good point. It's always better to be proactive, but does general policy mean you should just invite investigators in when they arrive at your facility? Certainly not. It doesn't mean that you can just throw open the front door to a, a team of investigators when they show up. You always want to notify your legal counsel before you agree to any type of voluntary search of a company facility. The same goes before you voluntarily make any employee available to be interviewed by government agents. You always want to start by notifying your legal counsel. Usually that's going to be your in-house counsel, and it may be your outside counsel as well. Can a company say not today if an investigator comes or asks to come on site? Usually. You generally have a right to say no. Um, generally speaking, criminal investigators need a search warrant or an arrest warrant to be able to enter a company facility of any kind without your permission. Now, there are some exceptions in certain regulated industries in which the laws allow investigators to come into a company's premises. But generally, though, um, investigators and agents can't simply come into your place of business unless they have a warrant. And what about your employees? Can you just tell them to keep their mouth shut? No, generally you can't do that. When it comes to your employees, they're not obligated to speak with investigators, but they have the right to do so if they want to. They also have the right to consult with an attorney and to have a lawyer present if they decide they want to talk. Okay, now back to that agent at the front door. Right. So if an investigator arrives at your company's facility, you need to have your employees trained to, uh, to know what to do. They should immediately notify a supervisor or a senior management official who should in turn immediately contact legal counsel before doing anything else. And then what? Well, then there's a series of steps that you should take. First thing you want to do is ask the investigator who they are. Um, find out what agency they represent. Get their business cards. You want to be able to get their full names, their titles, and the way to contact them uh, by phone or email in case there's any follow-up. Next thing you do is ask them why they're there. And then ask them if they have a search warrant or an arrest warrant. And if they do, ask to see a copy of it. They are obligated to show you a warrant if they have one. If they don't have a warrant, inform them that you need to check with uh, your company's legal counsel before you take any further steps. Okay, so that buys you the time to check with your attorney. Uh, what if they do have a warrant? Yeah, it's a different situation if they have a warrant. If they have a search warrant or an arrest warrant, you have to let them in. But you should assign an employee to accompany the investigators and to keep an eye on what they're doing. You certainly can't get in the way of what they're, what they're doing or, or, or uh, attempt to obstruct their, their investigation, their search in any way. You want to be able to provide real-time updates 
on how the search is proceeding, proceeding to your legal counsel and to senior corporate officials. But once again, the critical thing is you can't get in the way of investigators. If they have a search warrant, it means that they've convinced a judge um, that they have the right to come into your company's office and to take records, and you cannot interfere with that process under any circumstances. Now, when the search is over, you wanna make sure you get a copy of the search warrant itself, and you wanna get an itemized receipt for every piece of evidence seized. You have that right so that you can uh, keep track of what documents um, and other items have been seized by the investigators and taken out of your company's facility. Okay, that's what you should do. Is there anything that you should avoid? Yeah, absolutely. There's a series of things that you absolutely don't want to do when um, you're, you're in the unfortunate circumstance of having a uh, team of agents execute a search warrant at your company's facility. First, you can't tell any employee that they cannot speak with the investigators or do anything to make an employee unavailable to speak with investigators. You certainly can tell your employees that they don't have to speak with the investigators and they can consult with an attorney and that's their right. But you should also tell them that they can talk with investigators if they want to. The, the bottom line is that it's up to your employees whether they want to speak to the investigators or not and you can't interfere with that. You can, however, make an, an attorney available um, to your employees so that they, consult, they can consult with an attorney and get legal advice before they decide whether to speak with investigators. Next, you don't ever want to consent to a search or a seizure beyond, beyond that uh, which is spelled out in the search warrant. What that really means is you don't want to voluntarily allow investigators to go beyond the scope of the search warrant and to search other parts of your company's offices or to seize, seize files uh, that, that are not uh, spelled out in the search warrant. Next. Don't, under any circumstances, attempt to obstruct or interfere with the investigators in any way. Even if they decide to conduct a search or make an arrest without a warrant or without your permission. Then lastly, under no circumstances should you attempt to alter, conceal, or destroy any documents, electronic data, or any other physical evidence. And lastly, you don't want to relax once the search is over. What do you mean by that? Well, it's human nature to to perhaps breathe a sigh of relief when the agents leave, but there's really, there's a lot more work to be done. Um, you, might, you want to immediately notify the agents or the prosecutor in charge of the investigation if privileged materials have been seized. And what I mean by that is that in the course of the search, if the investigators take documents that are subject to attorney-client privilege, what I mean by that are legal files, we need to make sure that the government, the investigators know that they've taken privileged documents. They may not know that when they seize um, a whole host of records. And you wanna make sure that that attorney-client privilege is protected. And you, um, the, 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 the key here is to make sure your legal counsel is notified that privileged documents have been taken so that they can take steps to notify the, the investigators and the prosecutor. And they can request that a government Tate team um, is put in place to protect against any waiver of the attorney-client privilege. You also want to get a copy of the warrant return. I mentioned that a moment ago. This is the document or the inventory that lists everything that's been seized. Okay, so just backtracking a minute. What's a government taint team? Um, yeah, good question. So a government taint team um, is a group of government lawyers or agents who are not involved in the actual investigation underway. 
their job is to take a look at the documents that have been seized from the company's facility and make sure that there's nothing in there that is privileged, that's subject to the attorney-client privilege, that is then turned over to the uh, actual team who's conducting the investigation. So this taint team makes the initial review of the documents and determines whether there's anything in there that's privileged. This is the way to make sure that the attorney-client privilege or other confidentiality protections are protected. You want to make sure that there's a taint team in place to avoid any suggestion that you waive the attorney-client privilege during the execution of a search warrant. Again, this is something your legal counsel um, will be able to discuss with the agents and the prosecutor in the event that there is any type of privileged uh, information or confidential information that's seized during the execution of the search warrant. What if investigators see something mission critical, something I need to do business? This is something that comes up quite often in search warrants of businesses. And the good news here is that a company in this, in this uh, position does have recourse. Um, there are procedures that are um, available to allow a company to request copies of any documents or files that have been seized pursuant to a search warrant and that are needed immediately to be able to run your business. And this includes uh, electronic data like hard drives, uh, uh, smartphones, and the like. You can generally ask that the agents return copies of these documents and, uh, and or electronic data so that they can, uh, so you can have them to be able to run your business. Okay, so that's warrants. What if your company has served a subpoena? Right, so the other um, major, uh, the other primary way that uh, government investigators uh, conduct an investigation and gather information is by serving what is known as a grand jury subpoena. Um, when you get a grand jury subpoena, you're the one who has to decide um, what documents and files to provide in response to the uh, subpoena's production request. Uh, again, and I can't emphasize this enough, it's very helpful and in fact critical to have a written policy in place for responding to subpoenas before you get one. You want to have a written policy that sets forth the steps that your company takes from the moment it is served with a subpoena up through the point that the subpoena is responded to. The one thing you don't want to have happen is have a subpoena fall through the cracks and not be responded to. So who should decide what information is responsive to the subpoena? That's really a job for the company's lawyer. And it might be the in-house counsel, it might be outside counsel, it more be or, or it may be both. In every instance, the subpoena should be routed to the company's attorney. And once it's in the hands of the company's attorney, the uh, company's attorney will work with um, knowledgeable employees to create a log of the information that's requested, to, to um, gather the documents and information that is responsive to the subpoena, to keep track of the return dates in the subpoena to avoid any possibility of, of defaulting. That means simply not responding to the subpoena. And also to protect any privileged information or confidential information and to provide a timely response to the subpoena. Thanks, Matt. In the next episode of Federal Agents at Your Door series, we'll discuss businesses' obligation to preserve evidence and documents when they learn they are the subject of an investigation. Have specific questions about responding to federal investigators? Matt can be reached at Fox Rothschild's Philadelphia office at 215-299-2765 or via email at mlee at foxrothschild.com. That's M-L-E-E -E at foxrothschild.com.